Another fundamental part of American politics are the different levels of government. America follows federalism. Federalism is a combined or parallel system of government. It gives power to the state government as well as the national, federal government. This way, power is divided. It prevents tyranny and corruption. This way, states can also tailor laws and policy to their culture. With such a vast nation, it is hard to have one law for each state to follow. This is cooperative federalism, when the federal and state governments collaborate on policy. Yet, we still have a pyrodynamic struggle between state and federal government. We are still struggling and facilitating on how to distribute power. I'm Amani, and welcome to Vantage Point. Let's break it down. When the original 13 colonies broke free from the United Kingdom in 1776, the founders knew they wanted an America with power distributed. The first constitution the founders created was called the Articles of Confederation. It gave pretty much all the power to the states and gave very little power to the federal government. This led to chaos. The federal government didn't even have the power to raise tax for its citizens, so they couldn't pay their debts to the Revolutionary War. The U.S. economy sank into depression and led to a country with struggling citizens. So, in 1787, Alexander Hamilton called a new constitutional convention. In this convention in Philadelphia, the Articles of Confederation were discarded. The new constitution was grounded in federalism, even though the word doesn't appear anywhere in the constitution. The constitution gives states certain powers and the federal government's other powers, so it's balanced. Let's start by breaking down what powers each level of the government has. Let's start at the federal level. This is the government of the United States, and it's kind of the central power that our country is circles around. It's kind of the overbearing, overlooming power. Um, and it has the most power currently. So what is the federal government responsible for? Well, they're responsible for foreign affairs. So any communication with other countries, war, trade, anything like that. They regulate commerce within the United States and um, around the world, like the United States' role in commerce in the world and how commerce is being regulated in the United States. They establish a post office. They also have the power to declare war. So a state cannot declare war against um, another country, but the United States federal government does have power to declare war against another country. And we'll get into that more in a different episode. And they also have some other responsibilities that are written by the Constitution. And then additionally, the next set of powers that the federal government has are often referred to as implied powers. So they're not clearly stated, but they're kind of implied that the federal government has these powers and it's kind of accepted. So some of their implied powers, it's used by Congress to create a national bank. The United States government can also set a minimum wage and they can collect a federal income tax and more. 
These are just some of the significant powers that they have. Okay, so our next level is the state level. So the state um, has the power and has the responsibility to make decisions on everything that is not given to the federal government. So the federal government has a list of powers detailed and everything that they are not responsible for, the state government is responsible for. This is including such social welfare policy. This is a very notable thing that state governments are responsible for. Additionally, they also regulate interstate commerce, the regulations for marriage, and they establish local governments. So these are just a few, but anything else that the federal government doesn't specifically detail, the state government takes into their own hands. And many of these things are very state-specific because... As I stated above, every state has a different different culture. So they need to kind of tailor their laws and their rules to that culture, to the climate in that state. And it's also notable that there are concurrent powers. For example, the state government and the federal government regulate banks and levy taxes. So our last body of government is our local side. So the county, city, town, village, school government, sanitation government, and more. So these are determined and created by acts of the state legislature. And again, they have all the powers that is not detailed by the state government. And these mostly include smaller powers. They don't have powers to, to do many like dramatic changes, but they do have smaller powers. And each of these are individually elected and they have the right to levy, levy taxes. So the state, the federal, and the local government are individually elected, which is a, you know, a part of our democracy, and they have the right to levy taxes. But America is very unique in the, in the sense that it has these three, three areas, three powers in our government system. Countries like France, China, um, or Russia, they only have one system of government. But we have to keep in mind that America was built after the Revolutionary War and they wanted to escape the system of single powers so that to ensure that the government doesn't fall into tyranny or into the wrong hands. So that concludes our episode for today. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more. <laughs>